Welcome to the Fantastic Magic Center. I'm Kent Cummins, and I'm going to share the real secrets of magic. This is episode 8 of Tales from the Fantastic Magic Center, and I'm calling this one The Magic of Books. Now, we could talk about that from a lot of different directions. I remember the first magic book that I ever got. I have thousands and thousands of them now. I'm surrounded by books because I do this podcast from my library here at the Fantastic Magic Center. But I thought it might be fun to talk a little bit. Library's uh, summer reading program season is over about now. We're uh, coming toward the end of August as I record this one. And so I thought I'd start by talking about 1978. I finished my Army active duty in 1976. I was back in Austin with my family, and we were running a little chain of sandwich shops that we had started back when I was in graduate school called the Sam Witch Shops, a little cartoon witch named Sam. I had always been interested in youth literacy, and the Austin Public Library summer reading program that year was magic-themed. I thought that was perfect because the Sam Witch Shops could easily be advertised with a little bit of magic. And so the Sam Witch Shops wound up being a sponsor for the library summer reading program that year. I wound up doing magic shows at every branch library in Austin. I don't remember how many there were then, uh, a couple dozen at least. And, of course, we would give coupons for the sandwich shops to kids when they did their summer reading programs. And the library had come up with a lot of their own materials that they had already done that before I found out they were using magic as a theme. So I wasn't as involved in creating the summer reading program as I might otherwise have been. I knew that the end of the summer reading program, they were wanted to have a big celebration at Woldridge Park, which had a bandstand, I think, uh, of, of a large gazebo or a bandstand in the middle of the park, we decided that, oh, sandwich shops could sponsor a magic show as a good way to end the program. And so I contacted my brother, Carter, who has built some of my very best illusions and magic tricks, and said, hey, Carter, there's an illusion called the Book of Magic. And I think I had Maybe it was a Paul Osborne plan from Genie, or I'm not sure uh, which of the many illusion books I had I found it in at this point, but I sent him what I knew about it, and he created the Book of Magic illusion, or the Book of Life, it's sometimes called in the literature. It's basically just a giant book that you open the covers and show it empty, and then close them up, and then somebody appears. Because we've got non-magicians listening to this podcast, I'm not going to tell you the actual secret. But I will tell you that I was driving the car of my dreams, a Volkswagen microbus, and I needed that illusion to fit in the bus along with the rest of my performance things. And so Carter figured out a way to create a rigid spine and a good platform, but then the book covers were basically upholstered. He was making his living as an upholsterer. He created a wooden framework that would come apart. And when you put the wooden framework together for each of the covers, then you could slide the cover 
on, and uh, that way everything can be rolled up and, and fit into my Volkswagen microbus. And so we performed the Book of Magic Illusion, which made me magically appear in Woldridge Park in Austin, Texas, in 1978, toward the end of the summer. And I loved that illusion. I thought he did a wonderful job of creating it, and the fact that it would roll up and fit in my van made it very workable. I started using it in school shows and in uh, library shows, big library shows, and in the Texas Book Festival, because the Texas Book Festival was starting around those early days when I was still working in the sandwich shops, and they would invite me to do my show. And of course, I called my show The Magic of Books, and it was particularly nice when I could show a book empty and then magically appear from it. The only time I can remember seeing the Book of Life or the Book of Magic performed was at a theme park in Virginia, I think, Bush Gardens, maybe. Mark Wilson had created the show, although when Margot and I saw it, it wasn't Mark Wilson. He typically would hire college kids, drama students, perhaps, to perform. And I remember it had sort of a French theme. The book rolled around. It could be done surrounded. I thought, oh, that's a pretty nice illusion. I had the Book of Life, which I called the Book of Magic. I frequently performed with Peter, so he made a sign for the front of it that said Book of Magic by Kent Cummins and Peter the Adequate. The original sign just had Kent Cummins. One thing that I did to that illusion that I was particularly proud of is I put the numbers 793.8 on the spine. Dewey Decimal numbers are not as important today as they were back then. Now you just look stuff up on the computer. But back when I was learning magic, and when I was going to the library to get books on magic, I had to look up 793.8. That was the Dewey Decimal number for conjuring books. I believe I've mentioned that before. So it was fun to put that Dewey Decimal number on the spine of this gigantic book. One interesting thing, when Peter and I were doing Magic of Learning shows and we were using the Book of Magic, we would set up the book and try and roll it into the gymnasium or wherever it was, the cafetorium. The platform was wider that it rolled on. The platform was wider than the opening of the doors. And we figured out, well, one time I think we just <laughs> took pieces of the door frame apart so we could get the book in. But then we found out, oh, we could make the base a little bit smaller so that it would roll into a normal doorway, roll through a normal doorway more easily. And so that was one of the minor changes that we made to the book, aside from having different covers for it. My friend Joe Vitale, the internet marketing guru, had a new book out about P.T. Barnum, a marketing book, and he was having an amazing event in Woolridge Park. Interestingly enough, the very same place where I had debuted the Book of Magic, and so I had a gigantic special cover made for my book illusion so that it looked like his Barnum book. We performed it on that same stage. First we showed it empty and produced a mermaid, and then we showed it empty again and produced P.T. Barnum. It was part of an event which was a concert that only dogs could hear. 
which was, of course, very much humbug, appropriate for a book on P.T. Barnum. And it was an amazing event. We actually had Porter Davis, a really good band, supposedly playing, but we couldn't hear anything, we meaning humans. But there were some dogs who were perking up their ears and so forth. And then uh, somebody in a Sylvester cat costume walked around picketing because this was not fair that this was music only dogs could hear. It was a very fun and funny event. You can probably still find it on YouTube if you type in Joe Vitale, V-I-T-A-L-E, Kent Cummins, Concert, Woolridge Park, Concert Only Dogs Can Hear, P.T. Barnum. I'm not sure what the best search terms are, but some of those will get you to it. And you can actually watch it. You can see the book in action. And that's by no means the only time that we put a special cover on it. I remember when Bess Whitehead Scott, a Texas author, was turning 100. She was a wonderful sport. They wanted to use magic in her 100th birthday celebration. Again, we changed the cover of the book so it looked like you meet such interesting people by Bess Whitehead Scott. It would look like her book. And this time I did not appear from it. I brought the book out. I showed it empty. I rolled it around and then produced her, Bess Whitehead Scott, the author, produced from the book, which was, I thought, just a perfect use of that particular illusion. And then as part of the party, I wound up sawing her in half. And I believe that made the TV news because I said I was changing her into two spry 50-year-olds. The whole thing was just fun. And once again, the Book of Magic was a big part of it. And then I had a conference, a big conference in uh, the Houston area one time. And the uh, CEO of the nonprofit organization that was putting on the conference had just written a book. And so once again, we basically wrapped the book. We made the book look like his book and magically produced him out of it. We used the book at different times to produce Santa Claus, to produce the Easter Bunny, to produce the Master of Ceremonies for a big magic show that we did at the Scottish Rite Theater in Austin, Texas. So that book was really well used. And oh, it went to uh, Sun Valley, Idaho, because Holt, Reinhardt, and Winston, the publishing company, was using magic as a theme for their marketing for that year. And so I produced their marketing director out of the book. That meant they had to truck the book up to Sun Valley, Idaho. And uh, what was it called? The United Methodist Homes of New Jersey had a big conference that was magic-themed, and my team was involved in planning the whole promotion. And so I wanted to produce their director, their, their CEO, out of the book, and so we shipped it up there. And after all the shipping around the world and, and using so many times in Austin, the book was pretty much falling apart. And so I donated it to Fantastic Magic Camp for their senior wizards to use in their shows that they put on. But I still needed the book of magic for things that I was doing. And a friend of mine who was involved with the Palace Theater here in Georgetown agreed to take it on. He and I worked together to even improve the book a little bit, to make it work a little bit better and hold up a little bit better. And now I still have the Book of Magic on display here at the Fantastic Magic Center. The Fantastic Magic Center took the place of my warehouse, 
where the book was just rolled up and folded up and, and put into shipping containers. But here it's out where everybody can see it. And that's, uh, that's a lot of fun. And so the Book of Magic Illusion has been a favorite part of what I've done. But there was a publication some years ago called The Illusionist or something like that. And they had a contest to see who could create the best illusion using a dollhouse theme that wasn't a dollhouse. I got with my friend C.J. Johnson, who is an illusionist and also an illusion builder. We talked about it and agreed that, hey, we could make a book of magic illusion using the dollhouse methodology instead of the methodology that was normally used in the illusion. That made the book a different size and shape. We worked on it and we did do it and uh, we won. I don't know, we won $100 each or something like that. Ours was considered the best illusion. It wasn't as practical for the things that I use, and so we sold it. I think we sold it to Poppy Renoni uh, in Dallas. I wonder whatever happened to that illusion. I'll have to check that out. Again, the Book of Magic uh, lived again. And, of course, I call my library show The Magic of Books. Many, many library shows, there's no room to do a big illusion like the Book of Magic. And so I've got other book-themed things that I use in my library shows. I still use the Book of Magic whenever I can because I think it's uh, an amazing illusion. And if you'd like to see it, come visit Fantastic Magic Center in Georgetown, Texas. Just let me know you're coming so we can make an appointment because... Just like David Copperfield's secret museum in Las Vegas, there's no signage. You won't know where it is unless you're invited. I hereby invite you to come visit if you can. And if you can't visit, at least go to our website, fantasticmagiccenter.com, and click on the virtual tour. Now, that virtual tour is from, gosh, I think it's been over a year ago now, so a lot of new things have been added it's not a complete tour. In fact, I don't think we even go into the theater in the posted tour. It'll give you a little bit of a sense of what we're doing here at Fantastic Magic Center. If you'd like to support what we're doing, we're always welcoming new people to our Patreon account. And you can find all of that in the website. I hope I'll see you again or listen to you or you'll listen to me again next time we tell tales from the Fantastic Magic Center. I'm Kent Cummins. Join me next time for more of the real secrets of magic. And for even more information, come to our website, fantasticmagiccenter.com.